plenty of fish in urban exploration do not mix well. About eight years ago, my girlfriends and I would download plenty of fish and meet random guys to go take exploring with us. Definitely not the smartest idea, especially since we were out in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. This one night, however, we met a guy. Let's call him Todd. Todd was an odd guy. He seemed socially distant, and when he slid into the back of my SUV, I instantly got the feeling of regret. We were going to a place called Roney's Point, a very interesting place in West Virginia. You should look it up if you're into ghost and haunted history. Todd wanted to stay in the car for a bit to scope out the area. All Wallace girls went ahead to explore. Red flag. I was so sure he was going to try and steal my car. We went into the abandoned hospital, and out of nowhere, here comes Todd around the corner. It scared us so bad that we let out a slight scream. Todd starts making comments about how his great-grandfather was a security guard at an asylum. It's right next to the hospital, and that his grandfather told him stories about how they would shoot at the sick individuals for fun. He started to laugh, and then say, Yeah, wouldn't that be a lot of fun? We continued to explore, and Todd just hung out in the background. We eventually left, and Todd insisted on sitting behind me in the car. I needed gas, so I started driving to the nearest gas station. Maybe about two minutes up the winding road, I felt his slimy hands creep up and then start massaging my shoulders. Yeah, while I'm driving. I kept leaning forward to give him the hint that I wasn't interested. As he's massaging my shoulders, he's telling my friends and I how stupid we are for inviting random strangers out. How we never know who's getting in our car and how they might hurt us. He then started laughing again and I'll never forget the tone of his voice or the grip of his hands on my shoulders. Then he said, Maybe that person's in the car with you right now. I pulled into the gas station and then demanded he get the fuck out of my car. He did, and I left him there. We got back home and my friend went to the plenty of fish to block him, but he had already blocked her or deleted his account. We never heard from him again, but we did stop inviting random people to go urban exploring and ghost hunting with us. And I think it's safe to say that was a good decision. I randomly recall this memory at times. I'm so glad my parents taught us not to ever trust strangers. I'm very thankful to my sister for actually listening. Back in the 90s, My two siblings and I were walking from our house towards our bus stop to go to school. For some context, I was seven, my brother was eight, and my sister was almost eleven. It was a foggy morning, and the walk was almost too quiet. We were the only ones in line of sight. We were a few streets away from the bus stop, when a small white sedan pulled up next to us, slowly matching our pace. We looked over. Slightly confused and curious at a white woman with curly brown hair in the driver's seat. She was staring at us intently. She was probably around 35 to 40 years old from the looks of her. This continued on for a few seconds before she rolled down her window, then sang, Hey kids, you heading to school? 
She had this weird smile on her and eyes that looked like they were looking right through us. We nodded, as it was obvious with our backpacks. She coaxed us with a wave. Why don't you three hop in? I can take you all to school. I, of course, being seven and lazy, was all about a free ride. Uh, sure, I said, now smiling. My sister grabbed my arm tightly, so tightly that it hurt me. No thanks, my sister said sternly. The woman's smile seemed to fade and then reappear in a fraction of a second. Oh, it's fine, really. You don't have to walk. I can take you there quickly. She said, trying to sound kind. That's when I felt the hairs on my neck start to stand. No, my sister said, even more stern. My brother looked scared, and I was confused and alarmed at his facial expression. The woman then turned the wheel and pulled closer to the curb towards us. We all then stopped in our tracks out of fear. Get in the car, she said as she stopped the car. Her smile vanished and was now replaced by a toothy sneer. She was close enough that I could see her dark brown pits for eyes. I swear she glared at us with pure evil. That was it. My sister picked me up and then yelled to my brother, Run! I don't know how, but she all of a sudden had Hulk-like strength. She and my brother started sprinting as fast as they could down the sidewalk. I clutched my sister tightly, now screaming. They almost fell twice in the process. Thankfully for us, the car never turned around. Instead, it sped forward and turned down the street. We didn't all stop running until we finally made it home. We locked the door and we were all sobbing. My mom and father were both working at this point, so we couldn't contact them until they came home. We only had landlines back then. Pagers were only for adults. That's basically it. If it wasn't for my sister, I would have been kidnapped. Who knows what could have happened. Case in point, always teach your kids to never trust strangers. Apparently, I didn't listen. This happened about 15 years ago. So my buddies and I went fish camping at a pretty remote lake off a 4x4 trail about two hours from my home. There were four of us, all men with me being the smallest at 195 pounds. This will be important later. The camping spot has great fishing as it has a nice deep spot with lots of trout right next to it, but the campground itself is rough. It's on the side of a steep hill with barely enough room for tents and a small fire rink. It's accessible by a rough, steep, winding 100-yard trail right from where you park your 4x4 above the camp. We had a really great day, drinking beers and catching our limits on nice-sized trout. After it got dark, we had made a small fire and pretty much just bullshitted the night away. It was a great time. Suddenly, though, there was someone shining a blinding light in our eyes from about 10 to 20 yards away. We didn't hear this person approach at all. The person announced themselves as the sheriff. One of my friends then asked, Hey, are you our county sheriff? The stranger didn't respond to the question. Instead, he shined a light in each of our faces, then just said, Y'all have a good night now. 
be careful out here, then walked off. We sat there completely dumbfounded, all of us asking each other, what the hell was that? After about a minute or two, curiosity eventually got the better of me, so I lit up this person with my stupidly powerful flashlight. He was about 50 to 60 yards away at this point, right before a crest and bend of the trail, right before he was out of sight. We all saw it. It was just some dude in a flannel shirt and jeans. I then said to my friends, That's not a fucking sheriff. He must have heard me, as you could then see him start moving very quickly for a second, before he was out of sight. A few moments later, we had heard an engine start, and that was that. Quite strange that we didn't hear the vehicle from earlier, but I attribute that to being drunk and loud. Now, what makes this kind of scary is that what if it wasn't four big dudes he approached? What if it was a single person, or maybe even a couple? What would this guy intend to do? I sometimes think about it. Should we have chased after this person? Debatable. Should we have reported this to the actual sheriff's department? Absolutely. But sadly, we never did. Gunner is my six-month-old German Shepherd, and he's just shy of 70 pounds. Everywhere I go with him without fail, there's always someone who tells me just how important it is to have him socialized, as German Shepherds can become dangerous. Even the vet every single time pushes to ensure I train even the slightest of aggression out of him early, but following this, I actually don't care. But I digress. On with the story. Early this evening, just as the sun was beginning to set, I was getting something from my car parked on the street out the front of my home. My eldest son, who's 16 years old, but as he was a preemie all those years ago, and having a lot of health-related issues due to that, as only 5'2 and barely 110 pounds, with not a single ounce of muscle on him, and he had come out with the gunner as he was taking him for a walk. As I was walking back towards the house and my son across the road, I noticed a man heading in the same direction as my son. No big deal. You would think they're just someone walking by, right? Except he had failed to notice me standing at my front gate, said something I couldn't make out, and then right before my eyes, I see this man speed up almost to run and slide his hood over his head as he was quickly approaching my son now. This was a nightmare for any parent, and a danger you would never expect only four houses down from your own. As useless as I am, I froze. Please don't come at me for this. I really hate myself enough, but we can't control a fear response, no matter how much we wish we can. I watched on with a dread that I've never felt. The moment the guy slides up his hood over his head and sped up with the intent, I just knew right then that his intentions were to harm my son who was completely oblivious to his own surroundings, fiddling with his phone with his earphones in, as I'm guessing trying to find the right song to match his walk. Right as the man was within arm's reach of my son, his body language made it blatantly obvious that he was going to in the very least grab my son. As he then began reaching out his arm, the good boy Gunner S swung around from in the front of my son, right in between him and the man letting out a bark that I wasn't even aware a puppy could make. Gunner began towards the man, barking and growling as the man hadn't stopped with his first bark. 
I just watched frozen with horror when my dog then put all his weight into pulling my son further away and getting himself closer to the man who decided at last second not to take on the dog guarding my son. The man then flicked his hood back down, proceeding to continue on his path after then stepping back, then yelling back at my son to get the dog under control. Finally, my feet unfroze and I jumped in my car, following my son and the dog right around the block until they got home just to make sure the guy didn't double back or come back from another street to have another go. So please, never let your guard down no matter how close to home you are. Even if the sun is still out, always be aware of your surroundings. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that that man intended on harming my son, and had it not been for the great boy Gunner was, this probably would have played out very horrifyingly different. The story isn't mine, but my mother's. I was pregnant with my son during the time, and I was having a bad case of food poisoning when she told me what happened to her. My mother had been through a lot growing up, and she had me and my siblings with my narcissistic father. My mother always liked taking long walks. She would walk from 5 to 7 miles a day, or sometimes even 12. These walks would help her relieve stress and pain from her joints and back. My grandfather taught her everything that she needed to know about being aware of her surroundings, as well as what to look for when she felt something was off. It was springtime, and she was going on her walk after I came by and picked up my daughter from her place. Now, during this time period, there had been some news of sex trafficking abductions going around in our area. My mom was walking her normal route, and when she was walking on a certain strip, she noticed a blue SUV Toyota XJ driving by in the opposite direction, and she started to notice as it kept going back at least five times around in the same direction. She noticed that the vehicle was getting closer and closer to her with every pass, and she could immediately tell something was very wrong. She walked up towards a football stadium, and she was going west, but in the opposite direction of where the blue SUV was going. She tried to get a good look at the license plate, but it was no use, as she just couldn't make out what the plate had said because of how badly scuffed up the plate was, so it was just no use trying to get the number. The vehicle stopped at a light. As my mother got closer to the vehicle, she tried to get a good look at the driver, and she saw this creepy fucker's face that kept coming near her, and this creepy fuck was trying to cover his face with his jacket. After that, the creepy guy took off, and my mother never saw him again that day. A couple of days after that incident, my mother encountered another creepy man. She was walking past a McDonald's, and a guy in a trunk towing a horse trailer had saw her, and he tried to flag her down while he was stopped at a green traffic light, and I guess he was trying to talk to her as she was walking, but she couldn't hear him because of her earbuds, and when she noticed the guy talking to her, she didn't want to listen to him. She booked it across the street towards my old high school until the light turned red. The man then cruised around the block to cut through the old school parking lot and he then stopped right in front of her. She was scared and alert at this point and was on total edge. At this point, the creepy guy was trying to sweet talk to her, saying things like, Oh wow, you're so hot. How old are you? You want to get in and have a good time? My mother already knew what was going on at this point, 
and she didn't trust this guy one bit. He kept trying to ask her how old she was, and she wouldn't tell him, and he kept telling her his age, and also saying things like, Come on, I don't care how old you are. You look so good. My mom wasn't having it beyond this point, and she had locked eyes with him, then saying, Dude, I'm old enough to be your mother. There's no way I'm going anywhere with you. The guy then seemed to be confused for a couple of moments. My mom was making her way to the front of the truck to try and get around. She was very surprised that he didn't try and run her over when she did. She was hoping to get a glance at his plates, but to her disappointment, this fucker had his plates completely wrapped in plastic wrap so that no one could get them. Another thing my mother had noticed was the horse trailer he was towing didn't have anything in it. That gave my mother another bad feeling about this man. With her then telling him she was old enough to be his mother, having him very confused, and that's what helped her get away from this sick bastard. After those events, it made my mom very paranoid to go back out for another walk for a good few weeks. When she went to my granddad's place to talk to him, he had pulled up a new story, and to my mother's horror, and to my granddad's shock, it was about some women and children, as well as a college student, being abducted by sex traffickers and there were two suspects with the exact descriptions of the same two men she encountered. That same day, my mom made a report to the police about both encounters, and they told her she should have told them sooner. But my mom was very happy to get out of both situations alive, because if they would have caught her, she would have died, because she needs her meds for a TBI in order to function normally. There's many other stories that happened to me and my family that I could probably tell, but I'll just tell them another time. Whenever you go out in public, especially in the middle of the day, just to have a stretch or whatever, always be aware of your surroundings. Never let your guard down, and always stand your ground against anyone who's ever trying to stalk you. Confusion can be your best weapon, and it could save you. Thank you for listening. This happened in the late 80s. I'm a female, and I was 17 at the time this happened. It happened when I was in high school. I was on the track slash cross-country team, and I usually had to take the bus home from school. But on the days I had training after school, either my coach would take me home or my mother would pick me up. Sometimes when my mother would pick me up, I'd say that the training would last longer just because my boyfriend lived a block from the school. I also want to mention that he's a person of color. This matters at the end of the story. Anyways, I'd leave the school and walk to his home to see him. After a while of doing this, I seemed to have attracted an older man who would at first just follow me down the road. I would let my boyfriend know, but we never saw the guy when my boyfriend would walk me back to the school for my mother to pick me up, as though he was watching from afar. After a few times of the creeper doing this, he finally got the balls to ask me if I needed a ride, and I replied back to him with, No, just leave me alone. But he kept on insisting, and I just kept on telling him to leave me alone. When that didn't work, he came up with another idea to try and get me in his car. The next few times I saw this creep, he stopped and said to me that he was a modeling agent, and how he was looking for young girls who wanted to make some money. I continued to tell this creep to leave me alone, but he just wouldn't take the hint. 
Well, one day when I was going to my boyfriend's, the guy pulled up and he jumped out of his car, grabbing me. I started to scream and he actually threw me in his car, locked the doors, and drove off with me. I kept begging him to stop and let me out of the car with no response. The man had drove back towards the school and during this time, he had started to slow down right around the school as to not draw any kind of suspicion to him. When he wasn't paying attention to me, I unlocked the door and when he went around a bend where he would have to slow down, I opened the door and jumped out. Luckily for me, he wasn't going too fast. He slammed his foot on the brakes, but by the time he got out, whether I was hurt or not, I got up and I ran as fast as I could as if my life depended on it, because I honestly think it did. I then ran straight to my boyfriend's house. The creep had tried to follow me, but instead of me running down the sidewalk, I ran in between people's homes. When I finally made it to my boyfriend's house, I was crying and totally out of breath. He then asked me what was wrong, and I explained what happened to him. He tried to go and find the creep, but we couldn't find where he went. After that day, I never saw the creep again. At my young age and not really ever experiencing anything like this before, and also being involved with a person of color, I was pretty sure the police wouldn't believe me because I lived in a small hick town in Florida. I'm just really glad I was able to get away from this creep like I did. And to this creep, I really hope no one ever met you in this same way again. As for all the other girls and young women out there, please pay attention to your surroundings. Literally anyone could be watching you, ready to take you away from your family. So please be careful. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night, everyone. And remember, to always...